Well, hello and happy Sunday to you all. Just lighting some incense to help with the bugs. We went from 30 degree weather to uh, what is like 75, 80 degree weather here in the last couple days. And so the bugs have returned, uh, but we are happy to share some of the green of our pergola with you. So the theme of today's live stream is peace and finding peace. And so we are inviting questions from you if you have anything that you'd like to ask about finding peace, but I will start and ask Marcus, when was the first time you realized the importance of having peace? Oh man, um, you know, it wasn't that I had those words for it, but I realized the importance of having peace early on in my life because I saw so many times people around me in my neighborhood and in my family, in the family I was adopted into and growing up in, who were reacting to situations and it was actually causing them a lot of problems. And the amount of reactions that they had seemed to be coming from this place where inside themselves they weren't reflecting on those experiences to learn from them those experiences were weighing on them negatively and the more I looked at that as an example I was like I don't want to live that way I want to try to understand why that's happening and try to be better um, and that wasn't to you know put them in a box to say that I was better than them that was just to try to have more control in my life in in my life experience um, I was going to experience a lot of the same things they did um, in terms of hardships and whatnot, but how we respond to them matter. So I wanted to be able to respond in a way that was productive and was going to help me maintain um, my progress and move forward. And it turns out that that is peace. In order to do that, you need to be able to learn lessons. and. Uh, part of the byproduct of learning lessons is seeing that the world around you is malleable and that in itself gives you a kind of peace as well as understanding that peace has to come from within first. It has to be a mindset that one elicits and promotes and again without calling it peace I was very fortunate to go down a practice of finding it. Well, I feel like that ties in as a great introduction to the first question, which okay. is, how do you transition from resentment to peace? Ooh. Ooh. That's a great question, okay? Um, and I want you to think about the idea of Pangea for a second. The idea that the tectonic plates were once one solid mass, but over time, they all started to separate. But with consciousness and through time, right, with focus on that magnetic energy, in time, they are all going to come back together again, right? I think the same is to be said about us as how we're born. We're born with a kind of peace. I see it in my son. Uh, he is unbothered by mm -hmm. the nuances of the stupidity of the world we've created he, those things don't matter to him he wants food he wants comfort and the ability to rest 
and it is just that simple. And I think for a lot of us, that's what exists as a, as a need for peace. But where does this resentment come from? Well, the resentment comes from experiences. The resentment comes from certain pieces of knowledge we gain and the understanding we tie between those pieces of knowledge that then lead to um, understanding we don't desire anymore. I think about how many of the youth have crossed information about what has happened in the past that has led to the present that they are experiencing and they feel like they want to give up, right? The resentment they feel towards the authority or towards their parents, um, the resentment we feel towards a loved one or someone in a relationship who've hurt us um, takes us away from our Pangea, from our, our centered sections of peace. And so then when we become fragmented, within those fragmented, within those continents of emotions that we have now elicited inside our being, what happens? Well, we wind up with even more fragmentations, right? So those continents then become bordered into states and all of a sudden those states then become bordered into cities and so on and so forth. And we wind up with an understanding that there are a lot of problems and a lot of different issues and it's all separated. But we've lost sight of the fact that it was all intricately connected, right? And that's where the peace truly comes from. A, a greater understanding of how all of your lessons, all of your experiences, all of the things that you have gone through and are going through add up to a greater experience. That's why things like church, like community, like any one of the groups that exist out there have so much weight to them. Because when we come together and we share experience, we harmonize. And in the act of harmonizing, we bring ourselves to a higher level, right? You may have a single chord that you play, but when you play that chord in conjunction with other chords, with, sorry, you may have a single note that you play, right? Mm -hmm. And when you play that note in conjunction with other notes, you create a chord. And when you all create chords in unison, well, that's a song. And so how do you go from resentment to peace? Or how do you let go of resentment so you can hold peace? You acknowledge peace is within you, right? It has always been there, but you have fragmented yourself away from it. So you must reconnect, right? Well, there are methods to do that. Um, you can check out different meditations we have. You can check out different tools we have on, on reconnecting to your mentality, right? Your mental health and emotional well-being is deeply tied to your peace. So that's one factor. But once you've done that to sustain said peace, you want to make sure that you are engaging with quality harmonies. And that is community, okay? Mm -hmm. You want to make sure you're engaging with quality communities that are focused on creating a broader harmony. If your community is only concentrated on a single set of chords and they are saying that's all that matters, well then you will never actually play a song that we can all play with. Great answer. Well, I feel like we're creating a chain right here because I think that ties into the following question, okay. which is about resentment. And when it comes to what you were describing about moving from resentment to peace, 
I think about how many people dealing with grief go through their anger phase and that mm. often borders on resentment. Resentment for the creator, resentment for the experience, mm. resentment that you had to go through this loss. So the question is, how do you find peace in the quote new norm after suffering grief due to multiple losses? Man. You know, to, to build on to the answer I just had, um, acceptance is a hard thing for many of us in today's life, um, especially when we have created a world where we think we can manipulate so, so many things. Um, from a microscopic level to a giant level, right? We, we have an idea that there are lots of things we can manipulate. And although that is true, there is a, a, a degree of appreciating what has come before you that is a part of acceptance. Acceptance doesn't necessarily mean you get complacent, content, and give up with what's happening, right? Acceptance simply means you take a moment to stop, understand what has happened before you, and find ways to learn from it, and then... In finding that acceptance, you can look at what you are discontented with and actually make changes that will benefit you. So when it comes to having peace and sustaining that peace after going through multiple kinds of losses, for me, that has depended on my ability to maintain consistency in my life experience. So I've got to do that much more to work on my mental health, to work on my physical fitness, to work on my spiritual awareness. I have to do that much more to maintain mm -hmm. my peace, to maintain my balance, to maintain my openness to harmony. That will not be easy to do with that level of distraction. But again, with acceptance, I'm saying, hey, I know that what happened was really hard and what I'm going through is hard, but I also know that what I'm going through is going to make me stronger. I'm going to learn from it in these ways. I'm going to apply what I learn in these ways and that's going to help me grow. I'm going to focus on my growth. In the act of shifting your lens of focus, from what was, right, to what will be, by acknowledging what was, you bring yourself to a place where it's easier to house peace, where it's easier for you to acknowledge that such and such happened, but you can still do X, Y, and Z because you still have choice, right? You still have agency. If you start to think about what's happened and you have not put active thought into trying to learn something from what's happened, then there is a good chance you'll want to run from it. And in the running, right, I want you to think about that inside of your own mind. If you cower from whatever it is, if you run from whatever it is, regardless of how traumatic, how dark, or how hard it may have been, there's a good chance you will keep running and looking for something to help you in the running. So I never 
encourage someone to try to face their trauma by themselves if you have not had practice or to face your trauma and get stunted in it. But I do remind people that in the run, right, you encourage whatever it is you're running from to chase you. So it is so much better for us to be agile and quick, or sorry, not quick, but agile and um, deliberate in our choice making so that we can use what's happened behind us as fuel to help us grow in the future. Um, and, I, and again, I say all of this having had lots of experience dealing with loss coming in waves where many people die in, a, a, in my life in a, a series. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't look behind you. Hey, buddy. <laughs> hey. Hey. Uh, I've been waiting for my buddy to come back and visit me. Well, in response to what you just shared, there was a follow-up question. Okay. By the way, people thought that was valuable. Awesome. Um, yeah, people liked what you were saying. But to follow it up, is it then the way you frame your experiences slash losses that allows you to start feeling differently? Yes, absolutely. So life is all about perspective and perception, in my opinion, in, the, in its root in terms of how, how the human being has so much potential and so much power um, in, in our our raw being mm -hmm. and you can see that power when in in just the, the tool set of perspective and perception each and every one of us has a pair of eyes right and even if we are blind our our eyes and our ears still represent a space in time that no one else can be in because no one even twins are, are side by side they are still not seeing and hearing the exact same thing but we take for granted that we are. And, and so in, in a place where we appreciate that each one of us has so much to offer. Oh, I got lost in my thought. What were we talking about? Um, the follow-up question was, is it then the way you frame your experiences? Oh, it's the framing of experiences. Because this ties in very deeply. Okay, so... Each one of us has a place where we are, and I try very hard to appreciate every one of you for wherever you are because I see, truly think that I would be you had I been born where you are, when you are, where you are. Okay, so that is your perspective, but how you have decided to see your perspective is like taking a pair of lenses of glasses, sunglasses or or reading glasses or shades or hunting glasses off the wall and putting them on your face. When you put them on your face, okay, you are changing how you see your perspective. So, oftentimes, I think that people's perceptions of their perspective have been clouded. They've had a pair of sunglasses that they inherited from their parents and they never took them off. And so then all they ever did was go around buying more sunglasses without ever taking them off. So now what? The whole world looks super dark, super, super dark. 
And any time they see any light, it shines at them, but they are waiting for it to go dark. Because all they really can see is the shadows. The shadows are what jump out at them because they've had on these dark lenses for so long. So when that becomes your reality, right? Well, all of a sudden it's very hard for you to grow. But guess what? If all of a sudden you've done the opposite and you've only ever put on light glasses, right? Well, you've never had any darkness to worry about. When you're having a conversation with someone who has experienced a ton of darkness, you two clash and you don't even think what they're talking about is real mm -hmm. because you never stop to take off your perception for a moment just to share with someone else. And that's what people, when they talk about this whole empathy thing, which is a bothering thing to me many times because literally I was born with a gift that I don't think is appreciated because we've muddled it so much in the world being like, oh, I'm an empath and oh, I'm this and that. No, the fact is, if you can stop for a moment and truly take someone else's lenses and share them, then you and your entire heartbeat change, your entire essence change, your entire being changes, and you occupy the vibration of the person that you are channeling. That is a very intense experience and because of how many of us are hurting, it is not one that I encourage many people to do because it only elicits more hurting if none of you have practiced peace, balance, and harmony. And so that's why it's been so important for me to encourage people to think about the lenses that they're wearing. And when I engage with someone, to share their lens for a moment and then have them take it off and give them a new lens to look through for a moment. Mm -hmm. It's not my decision, it's not my choice to, to decide what lens you will get to look through. But I, I think it is my gift and a part of my duty on the planet to share multiple lenses so people can see what lenses they've had on that have been stunting them and which ones they can put on to help them grow. So yes, it is about what lens and how you decide to look at it, but it is so much more than just in that moment. It applies to literally every aspect of your being. Well, people liked what you were saying. There was a request for this to be saved. So of all the content that we've been putting out in the past few years the most requested thing has been to save the live stream so we are working on a way to do that and we're hoping to share it with you very very soon so it will not be on Instagram and TikTok but it will be just as accessible and so keep a lookout on Marcus's social media for where to go when that is available yeah uh, go check out everything if you're on Instagram uh, go check out the broadcast and if you're on TikTok just please check in regularly because your chance of you seeing it on TikTok I'm, I don't know what's going on with TikTok, but um, if you're on Instagram, then uh, go to the broadcast so that when we send out the broadcast that mm -hmm. it's going on, you will get that message. Definitely. Do you want to take a drink of water? I feel like you were speaking. Yeah, I was talking a for while. a long time. Thank you, Dana. Yeah, of course. Well, it's an interesting day. Um, as Marcus said, it was much colder earlier this week and it's warmed up quite a bit. And so all of the life is out and there's been three to four bees just circling around us. Yeah. Which is unusual. Not not to see bees in the garden, but for them to get so close to us. Mm -hmm. So I've been wondering what they're picking up on and why they've decided to say hello. 
So there had been a question on a different subject, but I think because what you had been talking about in response to the loss and then framing your experiences was something that many people were experiencing, there had been some follow-up questions and follow-up remarks. Okay. Some people agreed that um, sometimes when they get into esoteric thought, they lose themselves, so it's helpful to have someone who can... Oh, yeah, for sure, going. for sure. If I didn't have... Uh, um, uh, Dana to help me. There's a bunch of times where I think it would I'd get lost in that thought. We'll see if that if that's a, a wake up call or if that's just a dream. <clears throat> I, I think he's back to sleep. I think we'll see. Sneeze. Bless you. All right. Um. Uh, I see on TikTok somebody's asking who is with me. That is Dana. That is my wife. And companion, she's also my partner in crime at Choice Forward, where we are doing our best to undermine the, the negativity that has been placed into establishment. And we are hoping that many of you will join us and uh, become positive enthusiasts so that we can redirect the script of the future that we are currently acting out. All right, so this is a question that I think you will have some insight on. How do you maintain peace and balance in a world that expects so much of your time, talent, and resources? And the reason I'm following up with this question is because I think when we discuss loss, grief, and reframing our experiences, it can be hard to apply peace and balance to those situations when you're in a world that expects so much of you. So I will repeat the question again, and that question is... How do you maintain peace and balance in a world that expects so much of your time, talent, and resources? All right. You're going to ask me that question one more time. I see someone said uh, something about, hey, cousin. Hello, cousin. Um, whoever you are out there, sending love to you. Uh, Dana is um, going to be on the uh, video when we release the video. So if you guys want to see this again, uh, you will see Dana on that video. Currently, Dana is... Uh, being a mom and dealing with our little one. Okay. <clears throat> um, How do you maintain peace and balance in a world that expects so much of your time, talent, and resources? Wow. What a great question. How do you maintain peace and balance in a world that expects so much of your time, talent, and resources? By the way, that was asked by your god sister, and she also asked the question about grief. Hey, thank you. Um, sending much, much love to you. And um, uh, thank you for such great questions. Okay. The answer has been, for me, purpose. What is your purpose? What do you think your purpose is? And are you acting on your purpose? I separate life and the world as follows, okay? Um, life is our blood, our sweat, our tears, our loved ones, our energy. Life is the cosmic force that has been given to us by grace. The world is what we created is the institutions, it's the rubrics, it's all the stuff, the cars, the, the houses, the clothes, planes, all that stuff is the world. 
So, when it comes to maintaining a quality sense of myself, even though the world is asking so much of us, what I do is say self first. Now, I'm not promoting selfishness, right? As much as I'm promoting selflessness. And the selflessness, the idea of it is that we are members of a community and if we are doing our best to give to the community, then the chances are the community will do its best to take care of us. That's how I've been trying to live. That's how I've been trying to operate. That's how I try to speak and engage with life. Okay. Um, so, at the same time, the world has not really cared about life for some time. Uh, we can look at all kinds of things and we can discuss all kinds of things from here until next year, literally nonstop, about how little the world has cared about life. And quite frankly, we've all let the world get away with it. Okay. In order to maintain quality well-being, I have to work on my mind, my body, and my spirit. But in order to maintain a quality community, right, I have to have worked on myself first so that what I'm doing to the community has that much more weight to it. And so that for me has been my ideology and my go-to thought process in terms of how to maintain my well-being, my own dignity, my own peace, balance, and harmony, my ability to share love with others because I work on myself first. And in doing so, I find that I am asked to face larger and larger mountains in the world with others. People have come to me and said, hey, help me face this mountain. And they ask me to help them face the mountain, I believe, because they can see I've worked really hard on my backpack and on my climbing skills. Uh, so that's, I hope, uh, a rounded answer for the question. It sounded like it to me. So as we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts on finding peace you'd like to share? Yes, 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 yes. Peace is a process. Peace is a process. And just because you find peace does not mean you get to have peace forever, especially considering all of what I just talked about in terms of life in the world. Nowadays, unless you leave the world behind, you're going to have to do work to maintain peace. Why do I say that? Well, the world quite literally is not designed at all to feed you and I. 
Hey, Portia. Oh, my love. So sending love to you, cuz. Sending love. Oh, man. Um, I was telling you about Portia. Um, anyway, life is by design meant to be engaged with community. And so, because so many of us are wrapped up in the world and don't understand our own center of peace, we are not helping the world at large have more peace. And instead of us doing things like creating more places and filling them with plants, um, and instead of us starting more group meditations, instead of us um, going out of our way to help one another address trauma in the group setting, we're creating more and more isolated niches and each one of these spaces is taking us away from peace. So, I hope that more and more people will stop and work on themselves, stop and take time and focus on their breathing, stop and take time to share love, kindness, patience, and positivity with each other. And I think when we do that, we will find there is a lot that we can learn from one another. And the more we start to learn from one another, the more peace we will have between us. Because the more we will say, hey, um, I've been through hard times and so have you, but we're both still here. We'll say things like, hey, we're breathing the same air. Our feet are on the same ground. We share the same soil. What can I learn from you? And then magic will happen. We will start to grow together and we will form communities with bonds and ties that uh, make us as strong as the Redwoods of California. Well, thank you everybody for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Marcus's approach to peace, check out his personal growth book, How to Grow, Nurture Your Garden, Nurture Yourself. Guess what? The first section is all about peace. The mental health section is about peace, physical fitness, balance, spiritual awareness, harness. No, spiritual awareness, <laughs> harmony. <laughs> it's about harnessing your, you know, everything. So anyway, mental health, physical fitness, spiritual awareness, and every chapter has a story from Marcus's life. So if you'd like to learn more about his journey, as well as his approach to personal growth, definitely check this out. He also has an online school with on-demand classes called How to Grow School. So if you go to howtogrowschool.com, you will find several personal growth classes that can help you with these concepts. If you like this live stream, I would definitely check out the happiness and positivity class. That one is a great resource. And other than that, you can find Marcus on Instagram at garden underscore Marcus. You can find him on TikTok and X at Garden Marcus and YouTube as Choice Forward and Substack as Marcus Bridgewater.
Yep. Uh, and shout out to, I, I can't see all the comments. Uh, Dana helps me with that, but she's been uh, dealing with Imreal, so I, I'm sorry if we missed some of your comments. Uh, but I did see someone say something about being in the redwoods of uh, Northern California. Shout out to you. Uh, I can't wait till I'm allowed to come visit that space. It hasn't lined up for me yet, but I know that at some point in my future, I will uh, get to look up into the sky and see skyscraper tall trees. So um, when I look up any of the research I've done and any of the things I've crossed, um, I'm reminded how incredibly beautiful our planet can be and is when we decide to appreciate it, work with it, and um, go about caring for it more. So. Shout out to uh, Northern California. I know it's a beautiful place. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you everybody again for joining us. And if you would like to find out when this is available for you to listen again, some of you requested that if you save, join our newsletter. There's a link in Marcus's bio. That's the Instance. number one way not to miss anything, our events, our news, anything that's going on with us. We send it in our monthly newsletter. You could also join the broadcast channel on Instagram because that will give you a notification in your DMs whenever we share something. And if you're on TikTok, as Marcus said, you either check in regularly because TikTok is unlikely to share the videos with you or you sign up for the newsletter so then everything will be sent to you in your inbox. Thank you again, everybody, for joining us. We hope that you have a beautiful day and we look forward to the next time. Yeah, so thank you, everybody. All right, let us add to the peace in the world, okay? Everybody, take a deep breath with me. Breathe with me. Breathe in. Hold that breath. And breathe out. Until the next time, everyone. Remember, share love, kindness, patience, and positivity with yourselves and each other so that we can build stronger communities and healthier environments as we all grow together. Have a beautiful day.